This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to learn the latest in the paranormal, or Bigfoot, or lake monsters, or near-death experiences, anything out of the ordinary. I like to get to the personal stories that you guys are experiencing, researching, or just simply curious about. Remember to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com, and tell me about what's going on. What's on your mind? Who would you like to see me have on this program? Just send it on over. And I'm telling you, the more details, the better, because I like a big email, and I like to really go and dig into it. And uh, just to kind of break it down and decipher the bits and pieces. And uh, I think the listeners appreciate it as well. Now, I have an interesting show for you today because I'm going to go over some rather basic mistakes that keep going on when it comes to the entire shadow people, quote, shadow people (laughs) conversation because it's getting a little maddening. And, um, you know, I don't know what best to do. Like when people grab information and don't know where it came from and then twist it. What? I mean, <laughs> look at the sources, please. You know, have a look. Sit down and think about it. Does this make sense? Why is this out here? Why is it in this position? And I mean, I am getting so many like emails or mentionings or conversations and different messengers and everybody's mixing up what are shadow people. And, um, you know, I am telling you, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of an authority on it. Whoops. Um, it's making my parents proud, I guess. But, uh, When you think about shadow people, people just think anything that's dark. And I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, 
where did they get this from? And it's from all the people who just uh, grabbed stuff, weren't original about anything, and just figured, well, I'm just going to put a little frosting on this, and I'm going to say this is what it is. Or people just innocently assumed because somebody else in a conversation said, oh, that's what shadow people are. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... I'm going to break it down uh, rather detailed because I think it's important. I think it's necessary because there are a mixture of baddies out in the world. Okay. And it might help to decipher which is which and how best to deal with them because uh, it is really, really just, um, it's just a mess out there anymore. And pardon me if my voice sounds a little bit craggy, um, <laughs> because I'm just getting over a cold, but, um, I, I, I'm, I'm breaking through, I'm breaking through, but, uh, okay. Starting from the top, shadow people. What do I consider shadow people? Well, they've never been people. Okay. These things are shapeshifters. They can blanket a room with something that kind of looks like a tentacle-filled cloud. All right. Uh, some people will even report seeing like almost static electricity in the cloud, like a, a little little storm is happening. Other times, it's just a black mass or a really, really dark corner. Okay. And sometimes in that dark corner, they might see something kind of manifesting, like a form taking shape, but not as anything in particular, okay? Sometimes it can look like something I deem as a head and shoulder shadow being. What is that? Well, that is a big beast who's really kind of gross. Um, <laughs> it could be anywhere from six to 10 feet tall. He's massive. So he looks like this thing with its head directly connected to its shoulders, and it's kind of rounded, okay? You don't see arms, you don't see legs. Sometimes you'll see red, glowing, slanted eyes, okay? That, that is a, is a, it's not always a common thing, but it is something that people do report, and, uh, but they don't have to have eyeballs, okay? They don't. And they're not perfectly round or anything like that. And um, then there's sometimes I do hear people talking of this more loosely figured shadow being that kind of looks like a person and it kind of looks like arms and kind of looks like legs, but they're kind of uh, bendy. Okay, they kind of stretch out longer than they should and uh, curvy even like not not human at all. Not not a people type at all. Okay, um, sometimes people do see something like a ghost that is shadowed. That's not a shadow person. Okay, that is a ghost and that is a, uh, a figure of a ghost. Okay. If it's really detailed, that's a, that's a ghost. All right. Um, shadow people never been people. Okay. They could also take on something that looks like, um, a streak, like, like something zipping through your place, but it's too big and too streaky to actually be a bug or a bat or a bird stuck in your place. Okay. Do we got that? 
Uh, sometimes you can spot it, but it might just be a cloud or an out-of-focus mass, okay? That's a shadow streak. That's what I call them. Shadow clouds are these things that can look staticky, as I mentioned, and might have tentacles. Um, shadow spiders also have tentacles. Now, shadow spiders, let's get into that, because those little... Ooh, devils um, really got on my last nerve because those were the ones I saw the most of. And um, I don't know how to even describe the horror and the terror of seeing a super duper large man-eating size spider in your face. Okay. And and the ones I saw looked very much like a, an overgrown spider. Now, a lot of people will say, you know, it kind of looked like a spider. It kind of looked like it had a body and it had these wild, curvy tentacles. What does that sound like? Those those, those uh, slash kind of human looking things with those curvy tentacle like arms. So, but they're not quite the same thing. I saw shadow spiders. One took up the entire ceiling. Okay. And it lost its grip and hit my bed. It, you want to talk about <laughs> a near heart attack. Um, yeah. And that thing was crawling up my bed and came right to my face. And I mean, I could have counted the eyeballs and I, I could see the reflection. They were shiny. It was solid. It was very solid, but it made no sense to be there. But I'll tell you this, the the, the tentacles, the legs, they looked a little bit out of focus at the ends. But look at that. Shadowy creatures that can shapeshift into something so solid. That is a, a gift of shadow beings, okay? So they can do that. Now, I've also dealt with, oh, these are horrible, shadow spiders that are itty-bitty. Okay, like your typical house spider, which are disgusting uh, on their own, <laughs> but thousands of them, thousands of them all over my body, waking up, seeing them, okay, very solid, very much like a spider, and, and just not being able to get rid of them. I mean, just th th those are, I don't know what's worse. It's, it, a spider is a spider. They're disgusting. So I'm there. I'm at the same level for the big ones to the thousands of little ones. Okay. Um, so yeah, not, not a good feeling now. And then there's something called a shadow sphere. Okay. Shadow spheres are very solid looking as well and shiny. And they kind of congregate and pull together. And uh, kind of like you see ghost orbs that create these type of uh, voids or um, portals that people report seeing a lot of different activity going on in a certain location. Uh, these things created, I only got to witness them once, thank God, with a friend, mind you. Uh, it just gives me chills. Um, very solid, these things created a black portal and were lifting me into the air to go through it. It was like a crack 
in the ceiling. And I'm lying on my futon, fell asleep watching TV. College roommate is, bedroom door is wide open to where I'm lying. And one of these spheres hit them awake. And they saw me going up to the crack in the ceiling. (laughs) Imagine this. And they leaned out and screened my name. I shrieked. I saw myself coming close to this crack in the ceiling and got dropped down so hard. <laughs> the futon. Futons are not soft, okay? That's like cheap college furniture. <laughs> and uh, and and realizing I don't know what, but I felt like I was about to bite it. Like I was done for. Like these things had done some bad mojo. And then all these spheres that were floating in the air congregated onto the ceiling, okay, and uh, faded. Like, and, and, and me and my, my college friend were crowded on the floor. <laughs> and we're like, oh my god, I can see them still, I can see them still. As they tried to fade, and the cracks started to fade, we were too afraid to reach up and flip the light switch on. But we finally did, and we could still see these things. So those are shadow spheres. So those are some of the forms that shadow people take. But we're going to go into a little bit more detail on that. And then we're going to get into some of your emails. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Just before the break, I was kind of going through the motions on exactly what shadow people are, how they look, what they do, and I wanted to continue that conversation and then get a little bit into what people are commonly mistaken to be shadow people. Because it's just too much. Um, <laughs> just saying. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it's been a, a bit frustrating because the conversations going on out there are just so varied. And I'm like, you know, I, I wish that, um, you know, sometimes that they would just go to the source and, and, and ask, like, where did you get this from? You know, it, it's not me who laid down exactly this is what's what. It wasn't me. Um, it was uh, my experiences. Yeah. And it came from other places as far as something not being quite human uh, that I experienced that I've talked about on this program a gazillion times already. But, uh, you know, just keeping it real, you know, um, these conversations need to happen because if they don't, people get confused and uh, I think real harm is being done out there because uh, the truth hasn't been spoken on always and um, and I get it people have research on their own uh, from other people who did research on their own from another person and it just gets diluted and diluted and and then of course there's people who have their own opinions on these things um you know if these things were just my opinions it would be one thing and yes i do see patterns after all these years of talking on these things um but again i got this information from uh alien interaction that I had a very, very, very long time ago with a college roommate. So, um, yeah, so here we go. I was talking about all these different types, right? And um, the feeling that you get from shadow spheres, shadow streaks, shadow clouds, shadow spiders, head and shoulder shadow. <laughs> um and there's also shadow rodents, by the way. Uh, people say they swear they saw a mouse or a rat, but it was all black. And uh, they'll see it run into a closet or something, and it is never found. Never found. I've been in that situation with a friend of mine who was so certain they couldn't believe a, a rather good-sized uh, rodent ran into their closet and blocked it off, sealed it off, went piece by piece with the items in their closet. I went there. It was not found. 
there was no escape for this thing. And I'm like, I think you've been had by a shadow rodent. And uh, yeah, so it's something that happens um, more often than I think people realize. And uh, for me, I wish uh, sometimes with the shadow spiders that I've experienced, um, I wish sometimes the big spiders that I see in real life were just a shadow spider sometimes. (laughs) But I haven't been that lucky sometimes either. Um, But now to break it down about what people are confusing to be shadow beings or shadow people. Shadow people do not wear clothes. Did you hear me? Shadow people do not (laughs) wear clothes. No. If you see clothes, that's not one of them. Okay. So I keep seeing online and reading and being told and conversations about a grim reaper looking creature out there. Okay. And um, now I'm not going to say that they don't work alongside of some of these shadow beings, that they're not seen with them or cooperating or even conversating or directing each other. I mean, I should say the shadow beings get directed to do something versus uh, the other way around. There is literally a big, tall, hooded creature that can sometimes have glowing red eyes with literally skeleton-like fingers <laughs> carrying a sickle. Not kidding. No, not at all. Oh, with a skeleton-like face as well. So it looks like Skeletor from He-Man. Um, <laughs> seriously. And people are describing this thing all over the world. I had a good friend who was driving in broad daylight and on highway. And you know, the, the dividing part of the highway, what does he see? But like an eight foot tall, grim reaper looking thing, hoofing it, just walking super fast, had a staff with a sickle on the end. And instinctively somehow he knew it was going towards a church And he's like, oh my gosh. And then really soon after that, there's a church. And he knew he was going towards that church, which gives me chills and something I want to address in the next segment, actually. Um, So yeah, Grim Reaper. And very solid, very solid. Not, Not shadowy, solid. Okay, wearing clothes. All right, now I know I've distinguished this one before. But if there is a short hooded creature wearing clothes, oftentimes with round, glowing red eyes. Not a shadow person, okay? You hear me? Not. Short, really? That's an alien. Yes, they can walk through walls. Yes, they try to hide. (laughs) They don't want to be spotted either because then you're able to, I don't know, defend yourself, prepare yourself, (laughs) Something, throw some, sprinkle some Jesus on it, as I always say. What, uh, what, what's confusing? (laughs) It's not a shadow person. It just isn't. And there's been people who have actually seen them take their hood down. They have a big troll-like face and are often blue. Ick. It's not a smurf, okay? (laughs) It's just not. It's an alien. 
Okay. And yes, they are seen uh, right alongside of shadow people as well. Um, so that does happen. Uh, and then there is the conversation that is truly heavily my own fault. Yes. Yes, I originally called Hat Man the Hat Man Shadow. Why did I do that? I know I've mentioned it here before. I hadn't experienced him myself. He was witnessed by my college roommate, who I found hovering in the corner, screaming, shaking, in fear. And the way that she described how he stood in the shadows and then stepped out of the shadows, I assumed it was just another form that shadow people could and would take. Well, yeah, he could blend into the walls. He could walk through the walls and he likes to hide sometimes. But Hatman is very distinctive for a reason and he likes you to get a good look at him. I mean, if he's blending in with the corner, he'll step out and give you a nice smile of his pearly whites that look like that uh, Pennywise from the movie It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nasty, sharky, disgusting teeth, and you will lose sleep if you ever see that nasty grin. Just being honest. Um, But yeah, so he is uh, very solid. And what is he doing? He's wearing clothing. He's wearing a hat. He wants you to know it's him. He wants you to know this phenomenon is a real thing. Uh, a lot of people are like, hey, maybe uh, this is uh, becoming into one of those things where people's consciousness are creating him. No, no, no. It is the other way around. I get very commonly still people saying, OMG, I thought it was the only one. They had no idea that there was an actual phenomena to all of this going on. Um so and and for many years, many years, decades, even people not knowing. So this is not something that uh, is being created out of people's imagination. All right, it's not a tulpa. <laughs> um, and you know what? This whole confusing it and throwing it into the category of shadow people, why it's disturbing to me is because then it's treated as just another form shadow people can take. Hatman is not a passing fancy. It is not an easy pill to swallow when you have ever witnessed him in your entire lifetime. I've had people say, I saw him 40 years ago and my life has been ruined as a result because they're so terrified he'll ever show up again. He says he's the devil himself. He will brag about it. And when you meet him, you feel that. And then you get those people like, well, he didn't scare me, so he must not be so bad. Well, guess what? He's just working on you. He might be working on you for years, <laughs> but he's working on you. If you haven't felt that, what comes off from him, oh boy, it's uh, it's something else. And it's something that I would never wish on anybody. So it was my own fault to initially think he was a shadow being. But I corrected myself a long time ago because the stories that came in, I only had the one to go off initially from my friend. And the stories that came in let me know that this guy was solid, he was real, he was active, and he was on the move, and he was making a name and reputation for himself as the devil himself. 
And uh, more recently, I made it clear here on this program, you should check out my show called Aramon. Um, I learned that uh, he has another name he goes by. Just by happenstance, somebody showed me this sculpture, and uh, I'm like, wow, who did a cool sculpture of uh, Hat Man? And it was like, put the brake on, what did you say? Apparently, Rudolf Steiner, a hundred years ago, said that somebody, or somehow, the talk of Aramon coming into reality and people recognizing and knowing him would be uh, pretty much put on the map a hundred years ago and it would be a hundred years later somebody would step forward and I guess I'm that person so Hatman is a real threat and uh, should be taken as such all right we got to get to our next break we're going to continue this conversation and also dive into something a little bit different I think you might find fascinating all right you guys you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network we'll be right back I'm Scott Weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women. The way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. 
welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Just to end things a little bit uh, when it comes to the topic of Aramon being Hatman. Uh, again, it's something I spoke of on a prior show. And, um, you know, it's just, I, I can't even tell you what that revelation was like for me to get those chills of, like, exactly where did this thing come from? And Rudolf Steiner regarded him as the devil as well. And I mean, the sculpture of his head is so dead on to eyewitness accounts of what Hatman looks like. Very solid, very real, very much a threat and uh, very much part of the quote-unquote end times prophecies, you know, uh, even in uh, Rudolf Steiner uh, discussing the topic of what Aramon was up to is goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, what Hatman is doing and uh, the devil. Uh, it's just holding your energy, creating negative energy, and trying to stop the progress of mankind to evolve spiritually and everything else included with that. So, um, yeah, it's really, really, um, gosh, it, it really shook me up. And uh, I hope it's something that uh, I can explore further as uh, time permits. And uh, yeah, and I hope you guys uh, look into it as well. But, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on something before I get to <laughs> an email that I received. Um, so, you know, I'm a little bit weird. Okay, you guys know this part already. Um, I've had a lot of crazy experiences and, and I've had a lot of stuff and uh, what I call, quote unquote, waking dreams. You know, what are waking dreams? Those are dreams that are so real, it's hard to believe they didn't actually take place. And it always leaves me like searching, like, whoa, whoa, I wake up from it and I'm looking around like, where am I? What happened? And oh my gosh, that was a dream? It's just so bizarre. So um, I had one that really gives me the willies and makes me think like this is something that is going on today. And this is something that I had a waking dream of probably a year ago. All right. And what I saw was people of the clergy and not just regular people too coming into various sacred ground places like churches and desecrating it like purposely taping or drawing symbols and hiding it and putting it in the ground scratching it into the wood horrible things just to make sure that if you were to go there seeking refuge you know like a holy place some some place that might keep out negative things they're like creating these little portals to make sure that things can get in what a disturbing thought and it's something that um, I didn't want to bring up for a long time and then I've been hearing and reading stories of horrible things being done in various sacred places to make sure, uh, with with these words, making sure that, uh, you know, the, this holy ground is no longer as clean as uh, originally thought. And it, how, how horrific, 
I, I just can't even uh, describe to you what it was like to wake up from that knowing. Um, it seemed like a real knowing for myself, anyhow, that this was happening. And now I know it is. And um, I did share it with a couple of friends and they're like, oh, gosh, I believe it. I believe people will be that rotten to do such a thing. And um Oh, I don't know. It just makes my skin crawl. And I uh, just wanted to bring it to your attention. It's like, how can we make these places that are considered holy, make sure they're holy? Pray, fill it with prayer, go around and bless it, um, you know, seal it with blessings. Something needs to be done because um, it feels like something is just off to have had that and then to see these types of things in the news um, without being specific, just saying, just putting it out there. And uh, and my voice sounds a little bit clearer, doesn't it? <laughs> got this cold, it's just lingering, but it's all good. Um, and, you know, I wanted to address this uh, email that I got because I have had a slew of folks reaching out to me and and it's like, I am so humbled, absolutely humbled that people take the time to reach out to me the way that they do. I am not going to knock that. And, and I, and I feel really good inside that they, um, say these types of things to me. So I'm going to read this email and it says, Miss Hollis, very proper. Um, <laughs> I'm reaching out to you today for your opinion and knowledge about the hat man that has recently taken place. There is so much that I need to say, and typing you this email would be very, very long. I know you're probably super busy, but if you can please, just contact me at, and uh, they put their whole phone number there, I would greatly appreciate it more than you can imagine. Thank you for your time. And uh, they signed it as Bill. Well, um, oh man, I get a lot of these and I'm, I'm warmed to the core of me to, that, that I come off as friendly enough to be like, Heidi, just give me a call. Come on now. <laughs> I, I really wish I could do that, but I get so many requests like that and, um, it's impossible. It is impossible, but, uh, there is this little trick that people can do and it's called talk to text. How about that? where you go to your email and you talk into your phone and have it type it out for you. Put the details in that way. Trust me, if it's not perfect, it, it's okay. I've been able to figure a lot of these emails out where I, I could tell people are really trying hard to type these emails out and uh, they could be really kind of messy as well. So uh, I know how talk to text can be messy and it's okay, but truly make the effort because uh, I have had so many of those lately and I'm like, ooh, if only, or, or the, <laughs> this is the other more common email that I've been getting lately. It's a, it's a, Hey, if you want to learn more, write me back. <laughs> You'd fill out my form on my website that says, please fill this out just to say if I want to learn more. Okay. Uh, I just had to put that out there because it's just, it's been amazing to me lately how many of those I've been getting. But uh, again, this place is for you. How else are we going to learn 
if we aren't sharing. And uh, I know a lot of people like to uh, not be the center of attention when it comes to the paranormal. And that's another bit of education that I think people should know that this is not something that you want to be known for, uh, having experienced something really super duper evil, scary, bewildering, uh, sci-fi sounding. You don't make a living off this, guys, okay? That is so rare. That is so rare. I could count on one hand, maybe one finger, <laughs> where people have made a living on this, okay? Um, it does it. People keep their day jobs, okay? Um, it is just, uh, it's just, it's just not in the plan, all right? Um, and, and I have to tell you, too, that as more and more people dive into these topics, like trying to get that paranormal show, uh, try to find that golden goose of evidence to say, this is it. Um, I think a lot is getting missed. I, I think that, um, you know, people are so busy chasing, they're not contemplating what they're doing. And they're putting themselves at super risk. This is like hitchhiker syndrome is for real. Okay, people do get things attached to them. You can walk through a graveyard to get things attached to you. I know I have, and that sucks. Um, so you have to be careful if you're opening up to such a thing. Such a thing may look back and look up your address and <laughs> they, they, they're next thing you know in your home. I mean, it's just not something you want, okay? Um, so we got to be careful and we have to know what we're doing. We have to prepare ourselves. We have to bless ourselves, protect our personal space. If you're going in to try to help someone, I'm all about trying to help people. So if it ever comes to it where I can do that physically going out to places as I once did, I, I would do that. I don't generally do that because I got so inundated with so much at home uh, with such things coming at me and then having worldwide uh, shadow people, hat man infestation, I could reach more people sitting behind a microphone. But hot dog, I sure would like to go out there more and meet the people and show them it happens to the best of us, these types of things. And to be able to take these things with a little sense of humor, um, because evil really hates when you laugh at it. That is one of my secret weapons, <laughs> besides sprinkling Jesus on these topics, uh, to protect myself and to be able to stand up and have the strength to deal with some of the things that I do. And uh, people are like, oh, you giggle. Oh, yeah, I do. My personality is that way. But it also, you know, I've dealt with some crazy things. And um, all I know is how best to be myself and uh, take it on like a trooper. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I hope that, uh, again, that people are safe out there and what they're doing. And this information that people are spreading out there, it's important to keep it real and authentic and true to the phenomenon. Um, you know, and I wanted to let you guys know coming up in this next segment, I've got a pretty juicy email here. I haven't read it all, but I'm going to dive into it with you guys here right on this program because uh, it looks like it's uh, an urgent one. I don't know. I, I can't tell when it's thick. I love it. And I'm always curious what's in there. I dig in when you guys hear me. So, all right, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM 
Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As promised, I have one of your emails here that looks to be a doozy. (laughs) And uh, this one reads, Hi Heidi, it's really amazing that after all these years, I finally have an answer to what I saw as a child more than 35 years ago. It was something that I've never been able to explain, but also something I know wasn't a childhood dream because the story has never changed and the memory has never faded. So I can in fact now say with confidence that I did indeed have an experience with what you have termed as the hat man. Mm. This happened to me in 1986 when I was just 11 years old. It was at nighttime. 
I left my room to go to the kitchen to get a glass of water. I filled my glass up and began walking back through the kitchen to my room. I stopped at the beginning of the hallway to take a sip of my water. From where I was standing, you could see clear across to the family room on the other side of the house, about 20 feet. As I was drinking, I got the strongest sensation that I was being watched. I looked over to the family room, and there it was, sitting on the couch, staring directly at me. Ugh. It was wearing a large fedora-type hat with a big brim and a trench coat that went all the way down to its feet. The trench coat also had very big buckles across the middle where buttons would normally be. Well, this is interesting. Wow, there's a lot of detail on this this one. I'm really kind of appreciating this. (laughs) Oddly, Um, the couches were white and what this thing was wearing was very black. The contrast was so incredibly stark. After reading about this online, it seems like most people have only seen its silhouette. Ah, interesting, interesting. I unfortunately saw its entire face. Woo! Okay, okay. I gotta take a breather on this one. Hold on. It was and remains to this day the scariest thing I have ever seen. That, oh my God. Oh my gosh. That Rudolf Steiner sculpture you display on your website is exactly its face. Oh my gosh. I cannot, oh my gosh. Guys, I did not read ahead. I did not read ahead. This is so crazy. I was just talking about this. I I swear to you. It seems like the things that come to mind that I start talking about, there's an email to follow up. I mean, this is so crazy. This is crazy. This is exactly, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so like, I, I, I forgot to even mention on HeidiHollis.com, I do have that image of Rudolf Steiner's uh, sculpture. Oh my gosh. So... <laughs> Okay, repeating, that Rudolf Steiner sculpture you display on your website is exactly its face with a pale gray skin, but also with a smile that went almost ear to ear. Didn't I tell you it's a nasty smile? It's nasty. And with very sharp, jagged teeth, the way an alligator would have. It was utterly terrifying. Guys, don't you have goosebumps? I mean, the the worst kind? I stood there paralyzed for what seemed like forever. I didn't make a sound or acknowledge it in any way. I simply turned around and slowly walked back to my room and went to bed. Wow. Oh, you are a tough kid. (laughs) That was pretty thug. That was pretty thug. (laughs) And he continues, For the longest time, I didn't really know how to describe what I saw because it was so strange. 
My grandmother had passed away a few months prior. At first, I thought, maybe it was her spirit. Oh, boy. (laughs) But that explanation never felt right. My grandmother was a kind woman, and this entity, whatever it was, did not exude goodness. (laughs) Can I get an amen to that one? Um, I got the feeling of complete dread when I was in its presence. Over the years, I didn't really think too much about it until I saw a documentary on sleep paralysis, and it mentioned shadow beings. (laughs) Totally different things, people. Um, I started to research it online, and that's how I found your website. Well, hallelujah, because that's where it came from. Um, It's truly mind-blowing to find out, after all this time, that I'm not the only one who has had this experience. Here's another one. I'm not sure how you manage to handle researching this topic, because as I previously said, it was the single most frightening thing that's ever happened to me. Good luck to you, and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Roland. That's really kind of you. Oh, I tell you, Roland, it's not easy. Um... It's a dark thing, and it's something that uh, I don't know how much of my work you've heard of, uh, but, you know, from the beginning of my consciousness, I remember agreeing to come here during this time. I mean, it's a weird thing to say. Some people remember past life. Well, this is like a past existence. I remember it out of nowhere. It's wild. So to say that I was made for this, born for this, like, this is it for me, I mean, yeah, this is... uh, This is my song. (laughs) It sounds kind of twisted. But, you know, it's for me, I guess I built up a thick skin because I was raised in a haunted house and it just kind of went from there. And again, having a sense of humor really does help. But I'm still blown away at this email coming up and I just brought up the Aramon and the sculpture. I mean, I swear to you, I can't. I just couldn't have planned this any better. It it just blows my mind. It's like when I pull two emails that kind of bounce off from each other, you know, it's, it's just so perfect. And here we are. He witnessed Hatman's face perfectly matches the Aramon sculpture. Okay. And I want to read to you guys, Rudolf Steiner, um, what he said in regard to who Aramon is and uh, what he's about. And this is a description of one of his books. I literally paused my recording here and looked it up. It wasn't planned. It's called The Incarnation of Aramon, The Embodiment of Evil on Earth. And it says, Aramon is a significant figure of Persian mythology. Rudolf Steiner, however, spoke of Aramon as an actual living spiritual entity. This being, he said, works to embed human beings firmly into their physicality, thus encouraging dull materialistic attitudes and a coarse, dry intellect. In these extraordinary lectures, Steiner assumes a rare prophetic mode. He talks about an actual incarnation of Aramon on Earth and the potential consequences of this event. 
Just as Christ incarnated in a physical body, so would Eremon incarnate in the Western world before a part of the third millennium has passed. Steiner places this incarnation in the context of a, quote, cosmic triad that includes Eremon, Lucifer, and Christ. Eremon will incarnate as a counterpoint to the physical incarnation of Lucifer, which took place in the East during the third millennium BC. The incarnation of Jesus Christ took place in Palestine as part of balance between the two. Now, I'm not going to say I subscribe fully to Rudolf Steiner, but truly shocking for him to describe and create the sculpture of Araman, a.k.a. Hat Man, and to predict a hundred years from when he created this, that someone would be speaking on the topic and Araman will be incarnate, like physical, living among us, which is super duper highly disturbing. I hope I never meet that person. Yuck. Um, so, wow, unbelievable. Roland, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to write me because this really just brings it full circle in what I've been telling people in regards to the topic of Hatman and uh, unbelievable. So anyways, I want to remind you guys to please go to my main website, HeidiHollis.com and tell me about what it is that you're experiencing out there. Tell me what you'd like me to discuss here on the program or have a certain type of guest talk covering a certain topic or anything and everything out of the ordinary. You know how it rolls, right? So um, I think keeping this conversation going is definitely going to be the key to solving these crazy riddles that are in our world. How else will we do it, right? Drop the egos, drop the attitude, drop the omissions, get on it. It has to be done. And also, do not forget, go and check out the OutlandersComic.com, my paranormal comic strip. Um, I have been having a ball doing this comic because it covers absolutely everything that I write my books about. So we've got the weirdos, we got the aliens, we got the Bigfoot, lake monsters, you name it. I'm addressing it because it's fun. Um, it's fun to have a sense of humor on these things. <laughs> but uh, all right, you guys, you know, um, once again, I've had a great time covering these topics, and I hope you're enjoying these programs as well. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks so much again. You guys stay safe, everybody. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.